Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Christian, and with me always is the Abu to my Aladdin, Tony. Say hi, Tone. Hello. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got another uh, week of uh, geek and nerd news for you guys, uh, spanning television, movies, and, uh, well, in this case, it's only television and movies. No comic books, no uh, video games this week. So, uh, yeah, let's kick on into it. Uh, the first thing is that Marvel and Hulu announced a, uh, a joint venture for four new series, uh, four new animated series that are uh, definitely adult-oriented. Uh, the first one being a name that uh, those of us who grew up in the 80s should definitely recognize, um, Howard the Duck. And so it won't be the cheesy Howard the Duck film that uh, we grew up with. It's going to be an animated show, um, uh, executive produced by Kevin Smith, Jeff Loeb, and uh, Dave Willis. And so it's in good hands. Uh, never really followed the Howard the Duck comic books, so I'm not exactly sure how it's supposed to go, if it's more comedic, action-packed, if he has any superpowers. All I know is the uh, terrible 1986 movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for the time, I mean, when we were kids, that movie was not terrible. It was awesome. And Leah Thompson was smoking hot. She was. But when you but go back, it definitely tempted. does not hold up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because there's some bestiality because Howard wants to pokey pokey with Leah Thompson. <laughs> she was in some. She was in some, kind of some messed up situations in the 80s. Yeah, you know, oh. being paired up with with her with her being attracted to her son and back to the future and then being attracted to a duck, an alien duck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hooray for duck boobs, though, in 86, man. That's right. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, once you see big old duck breasts, you never you never unsee them. <laughs> Uh, so that is sort of the tentpole show that uh, they're uh, promoting. Obviously, it's uh, a name that a lot of people recognize. Uh, the second show that they're doing is a show called Marvel's Tigra and Dazzler show. Uh, apparently, it's executive produced by Chelsea Handler. Not a big Chelsea Handler fan my, that's, myself. That's, that's where I'm. That's where I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dazzler, for those of you who don't know, was a uh, character from uh, the X-Men comics. Uh, she was supposed to make an appearance in uh, X-Men Apocalypse, but they ended up cutting those scenes. And uh, we'll see if she even shows up in the new one, Dark Phoenix. Uh, Tigra, I'm familiar with the DC Comics Tigra character. I can't think of who she is in marvel comics though i i don't know especially if you don't know the man of man that knows knows a lot of this stuff uh i, I don't know i'm sure if i see a picture i'll be like oh yeah but just off the top of my head 
can't think of it. Uh, the third show is a uh, show that's being done with uh, Josh Gordon, Will Speck, and Patton Oswalt, probably the most famous name you'll know. Um, it is Marvel's Hit Monkey, which is, I guess, a surly Japanese snow monkey who tries to take down the Yakuza or Tokyo's criminal underground. Again, this is a comic book character that came out well after I stopped following comics really closely. Um, but apparently it's got a pretty big following. Well, enough to make a show, Hit Monkey. Wow. <laughs> And then the last one is Modok. Uh, Modok is a really strange character. has been around forever. Sort of this disenchanted head with a robot body and tiny little arms. Uh, Modok is an acronym, stands for uh, Mental Mobile or Me Mechanized Organet. <laughs> Let's try that again. Mental Mobile Mechanized Orgas Orgasm. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> head, orgasm, it all goes in the same. Context, yep. I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. Anyway, mental, <laughs> mobile, mechanized organism designed only for killing. And uh, they say the synopsis of the show is that uh, he copes with his ego as well as a series of family related issues. Uh, not exactly sure what that means. I assume it's going to be something similar to like a Teen Titans Go, where it's. Mostly comedy with a little bit of action peppered in. And then they said that uh, all four series will come together uh, for something called Marvel's The Offenders special. So not Marvel's The Defenders, it's Marvel The Offenders. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see once they start coming out with uh, some teasers, some trailers. Uh, being that they are adult-oriented, I don't know, they could be pretty funny. I'll check it out when it's time. Obviously, that's our jobs, right? To check these out and review them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I only know of Modoc from the Marvel versus Capcom games uh, from part three. And the oh, he wasn't in the crappy Infinity one. He was just a background character. Yeah. So, it, yeah. Anyway, anyways. So Marvel I'm Hulu. Not, I'm not excited about the uh, Chelsea Handler pairing either. I think that's meh. No. But, do you think that that was what Kevin Smith was saying? Like that big thing he was teasing a while back? I have a feeling that was probably it. Um, yeah. You know, he was talking about the fact that he was starting something big, uh, that it wasn't. And at the time he said Marvel cinematic or DC cinematic. Uh, in this case it is Marvel, but it's Marvel television. And if it's a comedy related show, I think he'll do just fine. Me too. I hope they get Seth Green to uh, do the voice for him. That'd be sweet. <laughs> like he was in the uh, cinematic universe uh, few exactly. scenes that we've seen him in. Exactly. Just a nice tie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seth Green does a lot of uh, animated voiceover, so I would assume that they probably have a good chance of getting him. We shall see. But it's cool <laughs> to see Hulu pair up with him, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so staying in the world of animated television shows one of i know your favorite shows of all times the simpsons has been renewed officially for two more seasons uh bringing it out to season 31 and 32 for a total of 713 episodes total making it the longest running scripted primetime series of all time uh what's your thoughts tone i mean is the show still worth watching uh you know me, I've loved The Simpsons forever. I've I have I just I just haven't really kept up with it. I, I it's on Hulu, so I'm able to catch up sometimes, but it, sometimes it feels like they just stretch it at this point. Um I they've I don't know what else there's left to do for two more seasons for them, but people still watch it, still popular, so you know, I'm not gonna complain. Uh I just I haven't followed it as closely as I used to, so that's a that's an awful lot of episodes though. Holy crap! So yeah, it's not something you could just binge and catch up on in a weekend. No, and they don't they don't really lend it out too. It's not on uh, it's not on your like uh, Netflix. I mean Hulu, you can watch. I don't know if you can watch all the past seasons. I know you can watch a couple of the seasons on there. I think FX, the FX app or the Fox app is the only place you can go uh, check out some of the older stuff. 
Yeah. Because I know, like, when collecting DVDs was a thing, they they just sluggishly put out one season a year, and they stopped that season 20. They skipped season 19. It went, like... Really? <laughs> yeah, they went from, like, season 15, then they released season 20, then they went back and released 16, 17, and 18 was the last one they released. So I'm sitting on all these DVDs and Blu-rays that'll never get watched. They're just collected, so I don't know. It's one of these things, you know, started when we were little kids and now we're little adults and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I am not going to jump over the moon. I'm just, I mean, if people are still watching it, if the show can still be funny and some episodes are, some are not. So, yeah, well, and I know there was some concern whether or not the Simpsons would continue after the Fox and Disney merger. Um, Simpsons have a long running history of making fun of Disney and, uh, you know, there was no idea if they were going to get along. But, you know, it looks like uh, at least for two more seasons, that will be the case. Yeah, it's uh, it's the, sh- the show that never ends. And then I also heard that they were working on another uh, feature-length movie as well. That I would be excited about. I thought their movie was awesome. I love the movie. I don't think it got the credit it deserved when it came out. Right. I just I just didn't ever think, like, as a kid, like, if you told me back in 1993 that in 2019 The Simpsons and WWE Monday Night Raw would still be a thing, I would have been like, nah, I don't think so. Well, they're both still very much a thing. Right. Although and I considering guess it was WWF then, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, considering most shows last a couple seasons, they're lucky if they get to a season eight, nine, or 10. But 31, 32, that's ridiculous. That's impressive. I really didn't think they were going to go over 30. I thought 30 was going to be, <clears throat> I thought that was going to be the be all, end all. But hey, these guys are still getting paid. So kudos to the voice actors, man. They, what a gem that they scored you're going to be voicing this show and who would have thought they'd be doing it all these years later so and that's the thing when the show ends they could retire and be paid for life yeah they don't have to keep doing it if they don't want to yep (laughs) so uh yeah in any case uh simpsons two more seasons uh it's a show i haven't watched in a while but hey i may pick one up here or there yeah, try one randomly and let me know what you think. I'll pick them up from time to time, and some are still pretty funny. Some are, oh gosh, you're really stretching at this point. So. <laughs> I always like the uh, standalone Treehouse of Horrors episodes. Yes, those are great. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to another long-running show. Not as long as 3132 seasons, but uh, AMC's The Walking Dead looks like it's going to be losing another one of its major stars. Uh, Denai Guerrera who plays Michonne, looks like she's going to be exiting the series uh, after season 10. So yeah, gosh, I heard she's going back to Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting. You know, The Walking Dead for me hasn't been as exciting as it was, you know, during the first <clears throat> uh, number of run of seasons. Um, honestly, I haven't caught up to the current season. But, uh, you know, losing a major character like Michonne, obviously Rick Grimes is out uh, at this point. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how much further they continue. Yeah, I actually, I watched the mid-season premiere last night, and uh, it was good. It was definitely good. I just, I think since Rick left the show, and... And Maggie left the show. Oh, I'm spoiling. Sorry, Chris. You oh, no. Watching. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, they didn't explain Maggie. They just time jumped and she was gone. Right. Um, and they did kill a major character, which I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. They killed another major character. And they're on the Whisperers now. And uh, that's that. I lost. I didn't read the comics, but I think it's pretty much caught up to the comic books now. Um, and they're the ones that hide out in the the woods and they dress like the walkers and they're the new big bad and you know jeffrey d morgan's still in it as negan he's finally not locked up in a cage and he can roam around and this is six years after the quote-unquote death of rick um i think with michonne leaving it's just one more thing it's it's still not daryl's show like daryl's still not the main leader 
You've right. got all these you've got all these factions and they're all got their own little leaders and it's just it's not bad, but for me personally, I was thinking about this today. I still love the show, but I ultimately think since they're planning to do these Rick Grime movies, tie it in and I just want to see a finale. I just want to see it end. Like, can we just find out what caused the damn thing? And is there a cure like or is this just the way it is because man they're planning to drag this thing out and out and <laughs> i'm sorry this cannot run the length of the damn simpsons because the show has to have some type of ending in sight right well and that's the thing i always prefer a show goes out on a high note as opposed to running its course and then people losing interest which sometimes is the case and you know you never get a a, a satisfying ending yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Big Bang Theory. Um, still super, super funny. They could probably squeeze another season out, but I'm actually glad that they're just going to call it quits because, you know, I mean, there's no real big storylines or anything, but good to see a show go out on a good note versus a How I Met Your Mother bad note. So Yeah, yeah, and let it live on through, you know, rewatching it, binging it. You know, it's – I think I'm – I think I'm on my fifth or sixth run of friends at this point, you know, and it's <laughs> still a crazy. great show. Yeah. It really is a damn good show. I never got into it as a kid. And Jennifer Aniston is smoking. She yeah. can be a friend of the show anytime. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, going back to the walking dead, looks like season 10 will be the last for Michonne though. She did say, uh, there may be an appearance of her character in uh, one or all of the three rick grimes feature films mm, i want to see a crazy time warp and i just want to see the show end i think that'd be good for it it just needs like, this is i'm sorry this show definitely needs to end and i love <laughs> the walking dead but it needs to end yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so that does it for tv news moving on to movies as we do around this time uh, we're going to look at the weekend box office for this previous weekend Without any surprise, the number one movie at the theaters was the Lego Movie 2, the second part, with uh, $34.4 million, which uh, I'm actually a little surprised. Uh, it's a little bit lower than I thought it'd make. Awesome. No, well, I mean, it was up against Red Hot Movie, What Men Want. I mean, that's always going to take a blow to your uh, bottom line. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I'm not sure why it uh, didn't quite top the first one. Um, maybe people were just curious about the first Lego movie. I know a lot of people liked it, but not everybody. Maybe maybe everyone was just like, oh, there's another one. Well, and that's the thing. There might be a little bit of uh, Lego fatigue after they did the Lego Batman movie, then the Lego Ninjago movie. Uh, both were funny movies, but you know, coming out with the Lego movie too, which goes back to you know the one that, started this whole trend of movies uh it's sad to see it didn't perform better with that being said i've heard great things about it i haven't seen it yet you're going to review it here in just a little bit but uh yeah i i hope it sticks around a little bit and it makes a little more money absolutely absolutely um in second place was a movie that i was not familiar with it's a R-rated comedy called What Men Want, brought in $19 million. And uh, as we were talking before the show, apparently it's a sequel to What Women Want, which was the uh, Mel Gibson uh, pre-racist rant uh, rom-com <laughs> that he was in, which was actually a pretty funny movie. Yeah, I'm sure this one's going to be funny. I mean, it's got an appealing cast for some. For me personally, I have zero interest in seeing it. As we would say on my other podcast, I do, well, not podcast, I do, but the Sunday night radio show, that would be like a Touch Brown, be a L crap movie you wouldn't go see, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, third place is another movie that I wasn't even familiar with that was coming out. Uh, the new Liam Neeson movie, Cold Pursuit, uh, opened at $10.8 million. I was under the impression that after whatever his last big action movie was, that he was no longer doing action movies. He was out of the game, but this looks like another version of Taken. Mr. Plow, that name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> nice little callback. 
And uh, Tony, you'll give us uh, your review of that here in a little bit as well. Uh, horrible movie reviews. They're coming, baby. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, you get the advantage of uh, Tony actually seeing some movies this week. Yep. For once, finally went, I crawled out of my hole and my little igloo, and I saw two of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? Uh, to round it out, that was third place. Looks like fourth place was The Upside with $7.2 million. Uh, Glass was fifth with six point four. What else we got? Uh, sixth place was the horror movie The Prodigy, which uh, I didn't even know that was coming out. You what know, it's funny when I hear that, I just think of uh, Grandma's Boy with uh, <laughs> the the main game guy. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm a prodigy. <laughs> I think of the the '90s, uh, um, you know, industrial band. You know, release the fresh shot. <laughs> that would have been number one with a bullet yeah uh, let's see seventh place you had the green book with 3.5 million aquaman still hanging in there in eighth place at 3.3 million spider-man into the spider-verse at ninth place with three million and uh closing everything out was a crime th thriller Let's try that again. A crime thriller called Miss Bala with Gina Rodriguez at 2.7 million. Uh, as far as I understand, this was the second weekend for that movie, and uh, it has not been making a lot of money. <laughs> no, well, the trailer pretty much tells you what the movie's about. I mean, like, seriously, it kind of spoils the whole damn thing. Yeah. I don't think you even need to go. <laughs> you just watch the trailer. Yeah, it makes sense to me. This is why I haven't gone to see movies lately. They just they've been uh they've been Mr. Hankies, man. They've been awful looking. Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot coming out. Though the good news is we're headed in the right direction. Oh uh, yeah, we are, buddy. Yeah, Whoa. this week, you know, we had the Lego movie two, which I'll end up seeing this weekend. Uh but you have Alita Battle Angel, which is supposed to be the big movie coming out Friday and that's uh, James Cameron's been working on that forever forever and it looks good uh, I don't know anything about it I think it's based on an anime property but, it is uh, I found that out um, yesterday because I had no idea but it, it is looks like a good movie and it's got Christoph Waltz in it and I love everything that he's in so Yay! <laughs> All right, so going back to the uh, number three movie, uh, Tony, you had a chance to see the Liam Neeson movie Cold Pursuit. Uh, give us your take. Yes, yeah, San Filippo's horrible movie review live on the Proton Pack podcast. Um, this movie was, uh, how do I put this, freestyling nicely here. It is... Uh, to give you a rundown of what the movie is, just for listeners, if you haven't seen it, it basically looks like uh, Taken just in the snow. So um, so you go with those. Most of the Liam Neeson movies are really good. Uh, well, I at least like them. But for this one, Cold Pursuit is an action thriller infused with, irre with irreverent humor starring Liam Neeson as Nels Coxman, a family man whose quiet life with his wife, Laura Dern, what was his name? Nels Coxman. And believe okay. me, they crack jokes about that the whole movie. Do they really? I never forget a Coxman. <laughs> um, Laura Dern, who's in it for about five seconds, is appended following the mysterious death of their son, Kyle. Nels' search for justice turns into a vengeful hunt for Viking, which is the lead gangster. Um, a drug lord he believes is connected to the death of his son. One of Vikings associates disappears and Coxman goes from an upstanding citizen to an ice cold vigilante, letting nothing and no one get in his way. So that's that's the synop. I can't say that word. The synopsis. <clears throat> the synopsis. That's the synopsis of the movie. Now, my review is another Colorado movie that's not frickin filmed in Colorado. Mr. Plow clears the road of drug dealers in an attempt to avenge his son's death. Bad acting, slightly good humor. Before Mr. Coxman makes his second kill, he says to the victim, who's the better Broncos quarterback, John Elway or Peyton Manning? And the victim replies, John Elway? Correct. 
And then he blows him away anyways <laughs> with a little makeshift <laughs> rifle boom. It's like he took a he sawed off boom a stick. Yeah, exactly. That's what he did. He took this hunting rifle, he sawed it off, and he turned it into a modified boomstick, which is <laughs> cheesy because that's not going to work. No. But but he did it with just a hacksaw and not Jim Duggan. Uh, but for me, no, man, I got to say this movie is I would not recommend you guys see it. I disliked it a lot. I thought it was the worst movie I've seen this year. Um the, the big things I hated about this movie is it's insulting to the people who live in Colorado. First off, when you look at the trailer and how much snow there is, it looks like the movie takes place in Alaska or, or something like that. It was filmed in British Columbia, okay. but it takes place, quote unquote, in Denver, Colorado. And when every time they show Denver, it looks like the city of Metropolis from Superman in the middle of a damn ice cavern. That's not Denver. It's insulting and it pisses me off. Could be worse. Could be the uh, sandstorm of Carson City in uh, Con Air or <laughs> the palm trees all over Reno 911. Yes, exactly. Well, it's a lot like that. Like these people don't realize like if you're going to use a real city, don't insult the people that live there. It's insulting. Like you don't even try. Like you can't jump from a big snow blasted mountain of some made up town up there to Denver that fast. And then there was this, this scene where they hung a criminal from a street sign or, you know, a mile marker sign where it said Denver, 200 miles, Fort Collins, 252. <laughs> There's not randomly going to be a sign hiding up in the mountains saying Denver and Fort Collins. It'll tell you Denver and Colorado Springs or something like that, but it's not going to mention Fort Collins that high up. So, um, those things, for me personally, as a person that lives here, it, it it took me out of the suspension of disbelief. So I personally did not like that. Um, and it does not snow as much as – not like that. Like that looks like Alaska or something. But, um, oh, man, I give this one frigid snowman out of five, two thumbs down, terrible movie, bad acting. Uh, if it's on public cable television, feel free. Uh, but I hate to disappoint any Liam Neeson fans. Just terrible. Awful. Well, and my guess is that that's probably why we haven't seen much promotion on it. You know, obviously not a lot of TV spots or trailers out there uh, because the studio probably didn't believe in it. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. And and I think that, for me, another thing that let me down is I did think it was going to be, like, taken just in the snow when, in turn— Liam Neeson is the one that he kidnaps a kid for mm -hmm. no reason. Like it makes no sense why he kidnapped a kid. Like he's <laughs> like, I'm not going to hurt you. But then the kid's not scared. The kid's like, teach me how to drive a snowplow, mister. It is a dumb movie. The more I think about it, the more it pisses me off and it's awful. So as you describe that, I'm thinking back, uh, have you seen daddy's home Two with Will Ferrell no. and Mark Wahlberg? no, there is a Liam Neeson movie in the snow. Uh, God, I wish I could remember what it's called, but it sounded as cheesy as what you just described. Uh, if you get a chance, that movie's actually pretty funny. You should uh, check it out. But uh, based on what you told me on this, it's almost like they actually filmed the movie in Daddy's Home 2 and then decided to release it. Yeah. Well, was that the gray, that other snow movie he was in? No, no. This was a made-up movie for uh, Daddy's Home 2. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. I'm looking back at Liam Neeson movies, and even The Commuter wasn't that great. That was his movie from last year. Mm -hmm. But gosh, it was just – this was so terrible. Even even the makeshift Denver, Colorado was terrible. But I did like the Peyton Manning and John Elway references. Yeah, I think the last movie I actually liked of his, last action movie, was um, the one where he was on the airplane. Oh, okay, nonstop or some yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was enjoyable. Huh. Well, I'll have to check that one out. All right, so uh, moving from Cold Pursuit to cleanse our palates with uh, something that was enjoyable, give us your review on Lego Movie 2. Lego Movie 2 was pretty dang enjoyable. Um, I thought it was funny um, from the get-go. It takes place five years later after the first uh, Lego movie. So maybe that's kind of why maybe some of that audience has grown up and been like, eh, I'm good. 
Um, Because realistically, how do you make a sequel to that, you know? And uh, this time it's more about the brother and the sister playing with the Legos to tell their story. They introduce the world of Duplo, and um, there's two different planets. Uh, Batman, Will Arnett's Batman was hilarious in it. Uh, A lot of good pop culture references. Um, So, like, Chris Pratt has, he plays Emmett, and then his alter ego is that he meets... Um, is Rex Danger Vest, who is <laughs> who's like a cooler version of Emmett, and he's a raptor trainer. So basically, he's a take on Owen from Jurassic Park, played by Pratt. Uh huh. He's he's a spaceship traveling enthusiast. So basically, without getting tying to Marvel and stuff, he's Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Does he shine more, shoes too? Um, he doesn't shine shoes that I remember. Um, but, but he does make, but he does talk about how his ears usually hurt because he's always wearing headphones and listening to some groovy tunes. And, uh, (laughs) there is, uh, is he listening to mouse rat? (laughs) No, that would be funny from parks and rec, but no, he doesn't do any park and rec, uh, no Andy, uh, in there, but, uh, good, good humor, same voice cast. Um, love the throwbacks to back to the future in the movie. And, and one good humor thing, too, is for the Jurassic World, they name all the raptors except Blue. Like, when they get to Blue, they're like, oh, you're the other one. <laughs> so, and then they're like, there was another joke, too, where all the Justice League heroes get in a plane and they go to try to save the world. So, Aquaman is in this movie, so he's in another number one. Um, but uh, And he plays off like he's the same Aquaman character from uh, the most recent movie, but uh, they do make a joke where they're like, well, you know, we tried to call upon the Marvel people, but we couldn't get the rights to them. So <laughs> there's, there's some fun dorky adult humor in there, but uh, enjoyable nonetheless. And one of the soundtrack songs is Motley Crue. Um, Kickstart my heart. You can't go wrong with that. If you're a fan of the eighties, definitely not. No, it sounds good. I'm uh, planning on seeing it uh, hopefully this weekend. We've got the niece and nephew, so I think we're going to take them. Definitely a good call. Definitely skipped, skipped Cold Pursuit and highly recommend Lego. So, good and, to and know. That's, that's it for San Filippo's horrible movie reviews this week. Maybe I'll see some more and I'll give you a brief one next week, but that's all I've got. Very good. All right, moving on to our trailer of the week. I thought you were going to have some. There it is. Of the week. It's time <laughs> to watch the trailer with Tony and Chris. <laughs> so this week's trailer is the newest teaser trailer for Aladdin. Now, little tease. <laughs> what they've been doing is rele- releasing these little minute-long snippets uh, of the movie that. Uh, actually, the movie itself looks like it's it's going to be pretty good. But it'd be nice if they finally came out with just a, a solid two-minute actual trailer. Uh, the advantage of this one is that we finally get to see what Will Smith looks like as the genie. And so we've seen some pictures, uh, you know, some set photos, and people were concerned that, you know, he's not going to be anything like the old cartoon. Here you get a sense that uh, he's exactly like the old cartoon, minus the uh, Robin Williams comedy. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's getting a lot of backlash. And this trailer for me, after watching it again, I know it was just a TV trailer. I think it looks good. Um, it looks like they're trying to nail everything we loved about the the early 90s version, the animated one. Mm-hmm. Um, I could get nitpicky at the part where Jafar is telling Aladdin to go into the, uh, you know, the tiger's mouth. And he's all, fetch me the lamp, boy. Except he wasn't being like the creepy you know, like homeless dude, like he was in the cartoon, <laughs> like he was full on Jafar. Yeah. yeah. No, and I got the sense, you know, seeing Jafar and, you know, that little scene with him that he's not as scary as he was in the cartoon version. No, definitely not. But, but, uh, uh, but I guess that's, that's kind of the thing. It's kind of the backlash. Like they finally, you know, at first everyone's like, Oh man, the genie's not even blue and Will Smith's like, yo, just chill. 
like i'm gonna blue it out don't worry (laughs) and then they then they show him as a blue genie and they're like oh my god that looks terrible and somebody brought up a good point one of the uh critics it's like you think about it we all know robin williams did a fantastic job as the genie and he's iconic it's memorable but you got to remember he was a cartoon now could you picture robin williams dressed up actually as the genie that would be so good you're going off his voice and i think that's that's what people are having a really hard time with yeah and i you know obviously will smith doesn't do characters and stuff like that um you know the same way robin williams does voices and and impressions you know i think will smith's gonna make it his own that uh he is a good comedic actor i think it'll be just fine you know i've i've heard some other complaints about you know that his the cg version of him looks really uh cheesy but the thing is i mean you saw a two-second clip of him and they're always working on refining the effects all the way up until the movie releases oh absolutely so yeah i I think it's going to be good marvel does a great job with their live action versions of the classics uh it's directed by guy ritchie i I, i'm going to go see it i think it's going to be fantastic i do too i'm excited for it um like I said, Aladdin was my favorite uh, favorite animated Disney movie as a kid, um, and uh, I'm very excited for it. And like I said, as a someone that grew up liking it and watching just the little snippets I can see, I, I'm enjoying what I what I see so far. So I'll reserve judgment until I see it, of course. You know. Yep, and only a couple more months. It's uh, end of May that it comes out. It's not. Do we are not that far from. Basically, the movie season kicks off here in March. Once Captain Marvel kicks off, oh, it's on. Oh, it's going to be it's a just, sprint. It's just nonstop movies at that point, which is awesome. You've got Shazam, Pet Cemetery. Um, then we go right into Endgame at the end of April. Oh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Me too, man. I'm trying not to read any little spoilers and in, in conspiracy theories and stuff. I just want to be pleasantly surprised and enjoy it. Definitely. Uh, one movie that we will have to wait a, a little while for. Um, I'm looking through here. looks like uh, da, 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 da. they don't have a release date on it. In any case, we finally got the working title, not the official title for the new Terminator movie. Uh, it's obviously... time. <laughs> it's time to talk to Terminator, Christian. Did you know it's a sequel to the sequel of sequels? Yeah, and I'm excited about this one because it's almost like they disregarded everything that came out after Terminator 2. This is a direct sequel to that. And uh, James Cameron just came out and said that the uh, working title of the movie is Terminator Dark Fate, which um don't know what that means, don't know what that alludes to. There's nothing else that came out about this movie other than that name. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to stay on the edge of our seats to find out, um, you know, what exactly the movie's about. And uh, I think it's going to be good. You know, James Cameron is producing it. It's being directed by Tim Miller, who did uh, the Deadpool movies. And uh, I I think it'll wash the bad taste out of our mouths of uh, some of the last few Terminator movies. Absolutely. You know what? I didn't think Terminator 3 was all that bad. Catherine Brewster, I'm going to need you to come with me. <laughs> Catherine Brewster. Now, it would have been better if they ca- if they had Edward Furlong as their John Connor for that, but uh, I just know the Genesis one sucked. That Like, the most recent one, that was terrible. Yeah, and Salvation was okay, but still not great. Yeah, no, nothing tops two. That's the hard thing, two was so dang good. Like, two even made one look crappy. Yeah, yeah, two <laughs> like, was amazing. Yeah, it still holds up well. <laughs> Sarah Connor, I'm going to need you to come back in time. Grab your flux capacitor. Tell Emmett Brown to chill out. It's time to go back to Skynet. So as we get more information on uh, Terminator Dark Fate, if that's going to be the uh, final title, we'll be sure to update you guys. Uh, Speaking about another movie that holds up well that uh, we're going to be seeing a new version of here coming up, uh, based on this article, hopefully pretty quick, is uh, Bill and Ted 3. And it looks like they're getting ready. (laughs) They're getting ready to uh, start rolling here in March. Uh, They've 
listed some of the uh, sites where it's going to take place, uh, most notably Los Angeles and Tempe and Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we have Alex Winter and uh, uh, Keanu Reeves coming back to reprise their roles as uh, Ted Theodore Logan or um, um, Bill S. Preston Esquire. That was the other one. (laughs) Uh, The funny thing is, and, uh, you know, obviously we're reporting about it now. uh, I made Jesse watch Bill and Ted's bogus journey about a week ago. And that movie holds up. Uh, Aside from some of the cheesy special effects, it's still funny as hell. It is. And uh, the effects are way stupid. But man, the soundtrack is great, though, man soundtrack was fantastic uh, the other thing i'm looking through this article here it looks like william sadler's death is coming back as a character oh nice he was the best part of that movie dude you just melvin the grim reaper <laughs> uh, every rose has its thorn <laughs> <laughs> oh good stuff i i I'm excited for it. I don't know how well it'll do. I kind of worry about all these good movies that come back like years and years later, but whatever. I'm a fan. I'll watch it. And you have the original creative team for the first, from the first two movies. So I think it's in good hands. I do too. So we shall see. And I should have mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. um, But as we talk about each each of these stories, again, that's not going to do you any good at this point, but um every time we talk about something i'm typically posting it on our facebook page the proton pack with chris and tony um so you can read along or follow along whatever you'd like so you kind of know what the hell we're talking about so yep just go up to the search bar type in proton pack podcast you'll find us there and uh same on instagram as well at proton pack podcast instagram All right, uh, let's see. The next bit of news is something I found kind of surprising, is that the uh, next Kingsman movie is not going to be a sequel, but it's actually going to be a prequel that takes place 100 years before the events of the first um, Kingsman movie. And they've announced some of the actors that are going to be in it. Uh, Harry Dickinson, Ralph Fiennes, uh, they're going to be in the Eggsy Galahad-type roles. Matthew Vaughn's coming back, and then you've got Aaron Taylor Johnson, who, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Matthew Vaughn's work, was in the Kick-Ass movies. So they're reuniting. Yeah. And he was be... also the uh, Marvel Cinematic's awful version of Quicksilver. I don't think he was that bad, but uh, I definitely like the Fox version of uh, Quicksilver better. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> Uh, some of the other actors in it are going to be uh, Matthew Good, Gemma Arterton, Tom Hollander, Reese Iffens, Charles Dance, and Daniel Bruhl. Uh, so you're going to have uh, a lot of really good actors in another Matthew Vaughn Kingsman movie, which uh, I really like number one. Number two, I didn't like as much, but they're fun sort of goofy action movies. Exactly. The first one was great. The second one, the whole her turning humans into hamburgers. Eh, no, <laughs> that was kind of stupid. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I didn't say who, but you'll get the gist of it if you watch it. Right. And then uh, you had Elton John's terrible acting in that movie, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The bitch was back and it wasn't good. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's nice to know that uh, there is another Kingsman movie coming out and that it's going to be a prequel. Uh, We'll see if there's going to be a sequel to the prequel or a sequel to the originals later coming on. Uh, Moving on from... They make so damn confusing. They really are. Uh, Moving on to the world of Disney and Fox, uh, a bit of good news came out from uh, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger during an investor call. Disney earnings call with investors is that uh, he officially announced that uh, they are keeping Deadpool rated R and that uh, they're actually exploring more adult oriented Marvel projects as well. So uh, we are going to get a new Deadpool. We're going to get a rated R Deadpool, which I know everybody was concerned about and uh, might actually get some uh, other rated R Marvel movies as well. 
yeah, no, this will be good. And they're keeping Ryan Williams in his well. Ryan Sorry, Williams. Well, this is my buddy. Hopefully, this is show. Hi, Ryan. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Reynolds. <laughs> oh, I was posting something on Facebook, and I just happened to see my buddy Ryan Williams post something. So <laughs> there you go. He gets a shout out. He gets a shout out of the week. But Ryan Reynolds <laughs> will be um, intact, still wearing the red and black. So thank you, Disney, for not messing with that. Yeah, I think they ultimately realized what they had. And as long as they keep uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, um, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick on board, uh, I think, you know, don't mess with the special sauce. They they figured out how to make it work and how to make a shit ton of money at the same time. Oh, exactly. You just don't mess with it. If it works, you milk it until you can't milk it no more. (laughs) <laughs> walking dead right here's looking at you so uh staying in the world of marvel but moving to the marvel cinematic universe in as a- the nerd world turns it's another story about our friend james gunn <laughs> in a recent interview with mtv news uh chris pratt was asked if uh uh the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie would work off of James Gunn's original script, and uh, he confirmed it is, that uh, he's seen it, he said it's off the chain, it's so good, and that, uh, you know, even though James isn't there, that they can hopefully keep the essence of what, you know, the first two movies were. And, uh, you know, he was saying that he loves James, uh, he's loyal to him, and uh, they're going to deliver the movie that uh, they think he would want it. It's so weird, though. Like, it's almost like they got to treat it as if he died or something. But he's he just got fired from Disney. But um, I hope, like, they're under contract, so they'll have to do it. But uh, I hope they find a real good director that cares and can make it can can make it happen. So. Well, and the thing is, you know, I was hopeful that Taika Waititi would take it over, but he's recently announced that he is. Definitely not touching it. He has too much respect for uh, James Gunn that he doesn't want to take that on, even though he still wants to be involved in another Marvel movie. Uh, the other one they're talking about is Adam McKay, who I think would be a, a good one to step in as well. Yeah, that would be good. I, I really wish it would have been the first guy. I'm not going to say his name because I'll butcher it. But um, but I did read that he doesn't want anything to do with it as well. So. Oh, no kidding. Well, we'll see. You know, uh, the other thing was I just recently watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 again. And originally when uh, Dave Bautista got behind James Gunn and there was some concern that, you know, he may not be asked to come back. At first I was like, okay, you know, no big deal. Drax is a a good enough character, but, you know, really didn't add a whole lot. After watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I completely take that back. He is. Oh, yeah. He's so awesome. <laughs> he is I, so awesome, right? Like he's he's like, you know, it's it's one of those other wrestlers that branched out that can go on and do amazing things and uh him being replaced would be noticed. It would be bad. Absolutely. And the lines that they give him and and this the way they make a character who is about as boring as can be entertaining it, he adds just so much to that cast. He does, man. Even in uh, uh, Infinity War, his even his little lines in that were just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at this point, I'm hoping he jumps back on and, and at least sticks around for... Um, oh, there's Tahoe saying hi. Tahoe! Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sticks around for uh, at least the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, either way, you've got the cast intact, so I think it's going to be great. Um, Man, I just can't wait for uh, Infinity or Endgame to come out so we can see how they're they're all going to come back and everything. Well, we don't have uh, too long to wait. No, and I'll say it off air when we're done recording because I don't want to get into a deep conspiracy theory one about Spider-Man, but uh, I read something pretty cool about that. Well, uh... We'll talk off air, and then if it seems like a good conversation, we'll talk about it next week or something. Ooh, I'm excited. 
All right. Uh, and then we are to the last bit of news. Not really news, more of a uh, rumor mill. Uh, apparently somewhere it came up that uh, Daniel Radcliffe was in talks to be the new Wolverine <laughs> once uh, Marvel takes over the X-Men franchise. Uh, boy. Um, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe's a good enough actor. I don't know if he could take on Wolverine. But it turns out it was all a big joke, and and none of it is true, at least as they yeah. tell us. No, I loved I loved his his answer to this when they asked him about it. He said, uh, "There's going to be a new Wolverine movie in which it starts off with Hugh Jackman being put into a hot wash, and then when he comes out, it's me." So yes, I'm very happy to announce that here. <laughs> and then so I'm he's sure just being a complete just, smart ass yeah. about it. And people ran with it and figured, oh, my God, it's true. I think it would be – I think Daniel Radcliffe, unfortunately, has one of those real tough things where he's going to have to really do a lot of different movies to help people forget that that's Harry Potter. Because when you see him, you, know, you just see Harry Potter. I don't know if I could see him be Wolverine, but, uh, yeah, it's Marvel. I mean pr- – I'm always uh, reserved. Like they're good at their casting and everything, so I'm not knocking anything that they do. Yeah, it's funny because I'm looking through this article. I don't know if you're still on it, but when you scroll down, there was an artist who did a rendering of what uh, Daniel Radcliffe would look like as Wolverine. It doesn't even look like Daniel Radcliffe. I was like, who's that actor? Yeah, no, it that one rendering where he looked all uh-huh. tough. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if it ends up being true, uh, I do have faith in Marvel and, you know, the decisions they make. So you never know. You never know. Like, you wouldn't think like when they cast Mickey Rourke for Iron Man 2, you're thinking, Mickey Rourke? Why in the hell would they put him in a movie? And Right, or Andy for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, these are things you're like, eh, that might work. And with Marvel, they seem to make that stuff work. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, as more news comes out uh, once uh, Disney officially takes over the X-Men franchise. I'm excited for it. I hope, God, I hope there is a teaser uh, at the end of Avengers Endgame that sort of brings them into the fold. Yeah, I'm hoping that there is something there as well. And obviously they're going to have to recast the entire X-Men as a whole, which... That, that's fine with me. I hope they kind of lean towards the 90s version of the X-Men. Like the like the Jim Lee style ones, the ones with yeah. the animated shows. I really enjoyed that. Well, they do a good job respecting the comics, respecting the fans. So uh, I think it'll be in good hands. I do too. I think it's going to be sweet. Yeah. So just excited to have them finally in there. Now if they could just put out Marvel vs. Capcom games again and include the <laughs> X-Men, it'll be solid. Exactly. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Tune in next week for more uh, geek and nerd news. Uh, any parting words you want to leave us on, Tone? Um, <laughs> I guess not. I was going to say uh, something. I was, I was going to quote something, but I totally forgot. Let's just say if you're going to go see a movie, go see the Lego movie. Go see anything but Mr. Plow, a.k.a. Cold Pursuit. It was a pile of poo. There you go. All right. Until next week, fans and listeners, we will catch you then. Bye-bye.